morning, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Discussions of an Uncertain Nature. To my right is Patrick. And to my left is Meg Griffin. Or Flanagan. Yeah, I'm just say Griffin. Sometimes I feel like Meg Griffin. Yeah. When I was in high school, all my friends were big into Family Guy, and they would just go, ha Meg. Plus, I make fun of you all the time. You do? Because so, your face. And uh, episode four, how do you feel about that? About episode four? About the fact that we have four episodes. I feel like we need more listeners. I agree. Let's, uh... We really do need more listeners. If you're listening to this and you have friends <laughs> at all... Assuming you have friends. That's a big assumption, though. I'm sure they do. Let, let them so. know. I don't think anybody who listens to us has friends or a life. Let them know that we would love to hear from them and you. I listen to us. I listen to us several times because I'm the one who edits the damn thing. If so facto, neither of us have friends or a life. We have each other. Oh, oh God. God, that's that bad, isn't it? Um, we almost have as many episodes as Star Wars. Two more. Yeah. Two this more will be there. And I think we're better written already. At least than the, the quote-unquote first three. Oh, all, all three of them. Well, I'm all, all six of them are poorly written. It's just they're really cool looking. But the storylines are super generic, and they're so soap opera-y. Oh, you've got two kids that you never knew about! Would you categorize Star Wars under a space opera? Well, space opera, it, was, it wasn't supposed to be like a soap opera in space, but that's what it turned out to be. So... So I call it a space opera, and then I say, like a soap opera. A soap opera in space. Yeah, pretty much. All right. With lightsabers. God, I want a lightsaber. So, um, apologies. I have one apology to make. That, um, I apologize for sound. Last episode was really, it was louder. Like Pluku. And you, would you pay attention, please? Okay. (laughs) And just be on the same page with me for once in your life. I'll try. I know you'll try. You're very trying. Uh, so funny. The sound wasn't so great, so we're still working on it. Um, we're, we're, we, before we recorded this episode, we concocted a device to absorb the sound so it's not quite so bad. We'll experiment with that, and hopefully by next episode, you'll be able to listen to us on your iPod without wincing. I mean... Our voices are just naturally annoying, too. Yours, so. yours is really good. No, Mine is, for some reason, just the worst ever. I don't know. I think I sound like a stoner. I've never smoked weed in my life. I've been in rooms in which people were smoking weed many times, but I never did it. It doesn't matter. I don't think it's fair that I sound like a stoner. It doesn't matter if you sound like a stoner. Your voice is still pleasing to listen to. Mine is not. I don't think my voice is pleasing. My voice is pleasing. Enough. Yeah, well, ladies. It's from- listen to my voice. It's more pleasing than mine. Sexual chocolate. So that's from coming to America. That's my apology. Do you have any apologies? Do you remember what we talked about last time? Do I apologize for anything? No. Okay. Um, I apologize for the very loud sound I made at the end of last episode. Yeah. That, I was. That, wa- that's because uh, it hurt my vocal cords. I was watching. I was watching somebody listen to it, and he <laughs> kind of he had it on his headphones, and he actually took his headphones off for a second to get over the sound. <laughs> Oh, God, that just tells me I need to do it again. No, you don't. Physical reaction from the audience. I don't think you understand how much we need listeners in order to be a successful podcast. Like, you and I can sit around talking to a microphone all day, but if we don't have anybody to listen to us, then there's well, no point. I mean, who's going to listen to two 
20-something-year-old college kids who don't really know anything. A lot of people listen to other podcasts that are along similar lines. Yeah, but I bet those people who do put out those podcasts have friends. That's true. I have friends. <laughs> no, you don't. I do, they just don't want to listen to this. Same here. I tried to get, I tried to get uh, my roommates, who are also my friends, to listen to it, and they... That's why I asked you earlier if, resounding you, no. if you had anybody, if you've been telling people, because you yeah. have people who would, I would assume, would want to listen to a podcast. I, I even told people in one of my groups in one of my classes, and one of them listened to it, so, hmm. but he hasn't told me what he thought yet. You should ask him. I'm, well, I'm going to. I see him today. It's actually the presentation that I have these big sheets of paper for. Oh, okay. They are as tall as me. Three of them. Uh, my sister works at a local movie theater, and she came home last night with one of those big-ass movie posters nice. that they hang in the theater. What movie? Alice in Wonderland. That's a shame. I know. And it's the poster on one side is Anne Hathaway's The White Thief, which is a pretty picture, mm. I suppose. And the other side, of course, is Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. He looks like Elijah Wood. He does look like Elijah Wood. When I first saw the trailer, I saw Elijah Wood's in this movie. Good for him. But then they're like, no, it's Johnny Depp. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it should have been Elijah Wood. Because he looks so much like him. Plus, I think Elijah Wood probably would have made a better Mad Hatter. Elijah Wood would have not been Johnny Depp. Not that I don't have anything against Johnny Depp. He's an incredible actor. But I'm really tired of him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, actually. I agree. I want him to do something, like, not so outlandish. And I hate that he totally overshadowed... Alice in the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm assuming, I mean, according to the trailers, he seems to be the most dominant character, which should not be. I saw, like, a quarter of it, because I watch movies on this site that, uh... Shouldn't yeah, have movies on them? Yeah, but I watched, like, a quarter of it, and I didn't like it at all. Like, I, I couldn't put up with it. It was just lame. I have an alternative title for the movie. Instead of Alice in Wonderland, call it... Johnny Depp says stuff as the Mad Hatter in Wonderland. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's why I call it Pirates of the Caribbean, why not I call it Jack Sparrow 3. Yeah. You know? And I still haven't seen that movie. Jack Sparrow 4, they're, they're thinking making that. Oh, God, why? Because Jack Sparrow is Jack Sparrow. And he's a moneymaker. Yeah. I don't know why, though, but they just need to get Keith Richards. They've got Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Maybe Jack Sparrow's based on... Keith Richards. You know it's a fallacy that cockroaches will survive through, like, another holocaust or anything? They actually need a very warm climate. Did you know the Mythbusters did that exact thing? Oh. No. I don't like Mythbusters. I know you don't. Not. You're gonna go to hell for that. Well, you know, I used to like them, and then I found out that a lot of times they end up being wrong. I want you to do research and tell me when they've been wrong. And they haven't gone back and touched on it. Okay. That's your assignment. Okay. Okay. Um... Another thing that we'd like to put out there to our readers. S&M? That we need. Are we talking about S&M Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk about S&M. That we would like to... Maggie's got a whip. To ask you... I do not. Yeah, you do. To ask you, uh, you, you listeners... I've got the handcuffs. Can you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to ask you what you think about the Reject X-Men segment. Yeah. Uh, that we were going to have at every segment, but I fail at coming up with good Reject X-Men. And we're thinking about axing it, but if you really like it, you should let us know. Um, All six of you. Put in a vote on 
uncertaindiscussions.wordpress.com and we will totally take those into consideration. Also, just on as a side note, if you have something, you know, if something to say to us, totally comment and then if we really like it, we'll read it on the air. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's kind of why people comment, right? Or comment back if it's if it's not good enough to say on the air, we'll comment back. Right. If you have something to say about something we're saying, we will we will discuss it. Um do you want to so, get into uh, what you are so excited to talk about today? It's not really SNM that I'm excited about. SNM is just related to the topic of the difference between pleasure and enjoyment. And I'm taking a very uh, cultural, cultural theory heavy class, and I am a total geek about cultural theory. You can get me talking about Marxism or post-fortist economics for hours. Yeah, but don't because you're falsely. I'm falsely. not going to. I'm not going to. But there was really one one incredibly interesting point, and since we are both going to be teachers, I thought it would be apt to discuss it on our podcast. Okay. Difference between pleasure and enjoyment. Pleasure reinforces your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings. So if you go to see a movie, oh, and I'm also going to relate this to Dark Knight. If you go to see a movie and everything meets your expectations, let's say Titanic, you really want Leonardo DiCaprio to live, because you want them to be happily ever after, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the typical person, yeah, that's what they want. It's, but it doesn't happen. But you enjoy the movie more, because you get that moment of pain. You're like, oh, damn, but that's so good, that's so powerful. And you reassess your your structure. And this is a all kind of watered-down example. Um, another example is via sex. Sex, the moment the moment before orgasm, is actually not enjoyable. You're sitting there going, Oh my god, I need to do something needs to happen right now, and then it does. And then you're like, Yeah, that was good. Like there is definitely pleasure, don't get me wrong. But so sex is enjoyment, but movie watching is pleasure. Depending on the movie. So but you mixed the terms when you talked about Titanic. No, I said I said pleasure would be if Jack if had lived at the end, lived. and they lived happily ever. But you enjoy it because he didn't. Yes. Because what is enjoyment? Enjoyment is when something forces you to go through some kind of pain. Uh, the French call it le petit uh, morte, something like that. I don't know French. But the little death. They call it, That's what they call an orgasm, too. But anything that is enjoyment, they call it the little death. Because anything that makes you reflect and reassess a situation and actually work it into your in, into you instead of just get everything reaffirmed they call that's enjoyment and to to a certain extent you have to die a little bit to get the enjoyment out of it it's like uh, learning you sit there studying and studying and you're frustrated and it's painful and you're like why the hell can't i get this and then suddenly one moment it clicks or it starts or over time it starts to build and you, you start to get it and you're like yeah yeah i get it i get it you kind of get excited that you're actually learning something that's a really good that's a really prime example of enjoyment meanwhile pleasure in a classroom would be you've read the book you've talked about all the themes and now you get to watch of mice and men and the movie is just a reiteration of those themes. So you sit there and go, "Oh yeah, this is, this is pleasurable. I like this. It's cool." But nothing, nothing's changing. I like how you just related studying to a mounting orgasm. Yeah. Because I'm a huge nerd, and actually, as you're talking, I'm writing notes down. I saw that. Because I can't help myself. 
<laughs> that's incredible. But yeah, so that's that's the difference between pleasure and enjoyment. I found that to be the most interesting topic ever, and that leads into sadomasochism. Right. Because that's all about, like, people think that that kind of sexual stuff is about pleasure, but it's not, because... Oh my god, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> Whoa, my brain just went, nope, not doing they it. They think masochism is related to pleasure, but it's not because... Yeah, it's it's, it's more related to it. Well, oh, actually, masochism is related to pleasure. Masochism is just pure pleasure in a typical S&M relationship, because the masochist has control, even though they're the one being dominated. They're the one in control of the fantasy. Everything that they want is coming true. There's no real point of actual enjoyment. It's just plain pleasure. But for the sadist, who wants the control but can't have it... And just to specify, just a person who is torturing the masochist is not necessarily a sadist. Not necessarily, no. It could be, but more most nine times out of ten, it's not. Exactly, because a sadist wants the control that the masochist has to have in order for the act to be enjoyable for the masochist. Does that make sense? A little bit. Say it again, only stupider. Okay. <clears throat> the masochist has to have control of the situation. Which doesn't make sense to people who don't know about masochism. Because masochism is the enjoyment of pain. And it's also mis- it's terribly misunderstood. I'm not... It is. Advocating it, but I'm saying it is. People aren't sure what it is. Masochists generally want control over the situation, regardless of the fact that they're being dominated. In uh, the book by um, Sanker von Masek, Venus and Furs, which I've read and studied very closely in a class, Severin, the main character, um, is a man who is captivated by this woman, Wanda, and he gets enjoyment out of pain. Okay. So he asks, he has Wanda, you know, commit, um... Wait, does he... Why do you say it's enjoyment? Because it's something... Oh, I guess, I guess it would be pleasure. Because he's getting exactly what exactly he wants Exactly what he wants. Okay, yeah. so he gets pleasure out of pain. But in order to get it, he has to create Wanda into something that will give him that pain. Thus, that pleasure. Um, so that's what masochism is. They are in yeah. control of the, of the person that they have committed the acts to them because without that control, they don't have that pain exactly. from that person. Yeah. God, this is convoluted. It is, but it's fun, isn't it? it? Is. So, and a lot of people think that a sadist is the one that does the torturing, but a sadist it also wants control, and two people can't have control of something like that. One has to be dominating, and one has to be dominated. And a sadist would not stop at a safety word, for example. A sadist would just keep going. So, what a S&M relationship ends up making is a kind of false enjoyment. Because you're forcing yourself to reflect upon pain and loss and, and, and death and everything like that. And, but, really, you're just reaffirming your, your standpoints. I say standpoints because I'm trying to make this seem less uh, eroticized. But you're just reaffir- you're reaffirming yourself in doing so. So it's a false enjoyment. Does that make sense? Yes. How's everybody doing out there? Meg's looking up something. I like okay, yeah. Okay, I, I, I want to re- re- <laughs> reinforce what you're saying, because people, you know, 
we're you and I are scholars, and we know that in order for something to be credible, we have to cite sources, back, cite sources and back it up. So, yeah. in uh, Gilles Deleuze's uh, essay on Massick's works called uh, Coldness and Cruelty, uh, he says that the masochist waits for pleasure as something that is bound to be late and expects pain as the condition that will finally ensure, both physically and morally, the advent of pleasure. Which is basically what we've just said yep. in one sentence. Yep. It's like he's a, like he's a writer or something. Uh, almost. Almost <laughs> like he does social theory for a living. Well, I mean, he's dead, but did the social theory for a living. I'm assuming he's dead. Massac was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, yes, this was written... I say Meg Griffin right there. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> Let me find. Say cool. I say whip. Whip. Or no, whip. whip. Damn. I, I messed say cool whip. Cool whip. I can't say. This is a Family Guy reference <laughs> that we're making here. Yes. A good Family Guy reference. Um, I can't. I can't say cool whip now. I have to say cool whip. Well, the, the book that I had was published in... It, it was it was a long time 1989, ago. 1989, so it could have been any time before that. S&M culture has actually been a lot around for a very long time. Uh, okay, uh, Massac... Well, Massac was born in 1835 and was a professor of uh, history and a celebrated German novelist of the latter half of the 19th century. It sounded very smart, but you just read the back of my book. Yep, I was about to say that, but you cut me off. Um, what else do you have to say about your tidbit of knowledge that you just shared? About the difference between, oh, um, in the classroom, as we were teachers, this is what I wanted to relate it to, the question came up in my class, entertaining students, is, is that a good way to teach? And can you, can our students learning if they're being entertained? And I posit now that because entertainment generally means pleasure, I posit that, no, you cannot entertain and still teach, because you have to challenge and make students reassess in order for them to learn. I disagree. On a, on a really, I'm going to say it, and it's going to sound really not intelligent. Okay. Um, I'm smart, but I can't communicate what I know in an intelligent manner, so here we go. I argue that you can teach through entertainment, because... The outcome of teaching is learning. Would you agree? Not necessarily. Sometimes teaching doesn't produce learning at all. Oh, you know, the, the, oh, the ideal, ideal outcome. Yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> no, definitely teaching doesn't always out come out learning, but ideally it does. Like our drama class. We won't go there. <laughs> um, so, if you're teaching and you're using entertainment, which is a strategy, if you're using humor, if you're using a film or something... Chances are students are going to remember it a lot better than if you were just lecturing, and they zoned out. That, we're, we're using different uh, different definitions of entertainment. Okay. Are you talking about stripping on your desk? I see. <laughs> Not quite. Okay. Although that would sure make them reassess some of their uh, preconceived notions. But, like for example, I didn't know they could be that small. Um, <laughs> the, uh, my baby brother's is bigger, and... That's enough penis jokes. All right. Um, entertainment to you. Entertainment to me means something that entertainment is fluff. It's just pleasure. 
Something that challenges you is not just entertainment. It's something more than entertainment. To call something that actually challenges you to rethink something is not would, would be to degrade. If calling it entertainment would be to, to, to degrade whatever it was that challenged you. That's my opinion on the definition of entertainment. If you want to take a literal denotative definition, then yes, I agree with you then. Okay, let's go with the denotative one, because I like it when people agree with me. Well, I'm agreeing with you, technically. That's all I need. <laughs> wow, you're easy to please. I'm a simple creature, my friend. <laughs> so if I just, like, whispered, I agree with you, I agree with you, would you just start oh, going crazy? it would make, me, make my day. Okay. <laughs> Maybe get a little bit of uh, enjoyment, if um, you know what I mean? I don't think I, I think it would please me. It would please you, I would okay. enjoy it. Okay. I'm going to have to be really careful about how easy these words sound. Yeah. The problem is now that I know it, I'm going to have to correct people. I, I so want to just say, like, you're I'm, wrong. I'm totally pleasuring Meg right now, but I know that your boyfriend listens, and if I said that, it, it, without the context of this is a joke being very explicit, you'd probably get mad. You could just say, what you're saying pleases me. That works. No, but the point is to have the To funny, make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And make them sit there and reassess. Which you're a and, huge and fan enjoy. <laughs> I love this because it just supports my behavior even more. I don't like things that support your behavior, so let's <laughs> let's either let's either divert away. <laughs> divert away. Uh, do you have anything, English major? Do you have anything more to say? Anything more to say? Well, I always have more things to say, but you jump in because I feel like I've been hogging. Um. Do you have more to say about the situation? Yeah, hey, like, no, 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 nothing more about this state of mind. Okay. Then I'm going to move on to a, a segment that I created last night. Because um, uh, I was at work, and when I'm at work, we have Fox News on. That's a shame. And if you like Fox News... Nobody should. I'm really sorry. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, I'm but, not apologizing for that one ever. If, no, you, if you like Fox News, your head's we, up your ass. Will you just calm down? Just calm down, okay? Um... We watch it, and I and I and I have a different source for news. Um, I don't like listening to Fox News, and uh, they cover a lot of fluff pieces. Like there was one about how in uh, Los Angeles, uh, but Brett Baer said Los Angeles for some stupid reason because he Ooh. likes attention. The newscaster. Um, and they're doing there. There's a big debate about whether they should spay and neuter strays to keep more from being created. Okay. And, you know, that's a fluff piece. And, you know, as a side note, why don't, if you're just going to take them into spam, why don't you uh, take them in to have people adopt them? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. makes a lot more sense. And then, oh, they, they spay and neuter them, then they release them back out into the that's city. That's completely retarded. <laughs> oh, Los Angeles. But anyway, uh, I figured we could do some sort of news segment every now and then, and I call this Uncertain News. Um, I found this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read the title. It's okay. Uh, it's the title. The title of it is "Can I See Some ID?" Dead man kept off plane. Okay, you have to you have to listen to the whole thing. Okay. And, okay. I'll only um, interrupt you sometimes. This was on Tuesday, April sixth, and today's Thursday, April ninth. Is it eighth? I can count. It's April. It's it's it is 2010 for sure. Okay. Um, in London. Two women were arrested at a British airport on suspicion of trying to smuggle a dead relative onto a flight bound for Germany. 
The 91-year-old deceased man was pushed in a wheelchair through Liverpool's John Lennon Airport wearing sunglasses before check-in staff became suspicious on Saturday, and he was prevented from boarding the plane. He was believed to have been driven about 35 miles to the airport by taxi from Oldham, Greater Manchester. <laughs> this is my favorite part. The women were arrested on suspicion of failing to give notification of a death and were released on bail. <laughs> they were not arrested for having a dead man out in public in a wheelchair with sunglasses on. They were arrested for not reporting his death. My God, weekend at Bernie's. I know. <laughs> I didn't even think of that until you just said sunglasses. <laughs> just, it just goes wow. to show what we can get from the media to transport our dead people from one place to another. Holy shit. Talk about pop culture influencing the masses. I know. Wow. Okay, I highlighted something, or underlined something as you were speaking. I just want to point out that they have a John Lennon airport. Yeah. In Liverpool. That disgusts me. Why does that disgust you? And be nice. I do not like John Lennon or the Beatles. I don't like the Beatles. I can respect what they did, but I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. The only one who's really musically talented out of any of them was Paul McCartney. Why does John Lennon get a, a freaking airport named after him? He was murdered. So? Lots of people are murdered. I know, but he was a, a public, uh, a well-liked public figure that was murdered. It seems like, like maybe they should have a, a Benjamin Disraeli airport. I don't know who that is. He was one of the, I think he, I don't know if he was prime minister. But I know he was a member of Parliament. He was the first Jewish-English member of Parliament. I think he might have been Prime Minister. I'm not 100% sure on that. And that seems to be a much bigger, noteworthy thing than being John Lennon. I guess. Of making crappy pop songs. Well, you know, you can bitch and moan all you want, but they're never going to change it. Actually, they probably will over time. Like, eventually, some other pop star is going to die. Or They're maybe, not going to change maybe, that airport. Maybe scene. Ricky Gervais will die, and they'll give it the Ricky Gervais airport. We're going to have to have a long discussion about why you hate the Beatles at some other time, not in the podcast, because we will make people fall asleep. I hate if the our if our S and M discussion already didn't. Work. But I love Ricky Gervais. I love Ricky Gervais, and I like the Beatles. I I think it's funny because in 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 talking with your boyfriend, I. Uh, Realize we like a lot of the same things, but different aspects of them. He likes The Office. I like The British Office. He likes certain parts of Incubus. I like the other parts of Incubus. <laughs> and things like that. I thought it was very interesting. It was like opposites of the same thing. I found that interesting. Well, then I'm very well-rounded because I get you. <laughs> well, no, you just get two sides of the same, like, three things. Yeah, but there are things that I wouldn't have paid attention to. Although he doesn't like Pokemon. He's got, you gotta make him try Pokemon. He won't try Pokemon because he worked at a comic... He still kind of works at a comic shop. Yeah. Uh, Indicator. Well, not the card game, but the video game. Capital Comics. Or, yeah, Capital Comics and Games. Indicator. It's a great place you should go. That's a plug. I know. You don't realize how much we need to plug. It's a good thing. If I, we plug, we will get plugged. Keep going. Um, oh, I was saying, he doesn't like the card game because the people who go went into, uh, you know the comic shop and bought magic cards, Pokemon cards, are the arrogant nerds. Yeah, no, I totally Which understand. are people that I hate. I agree. I don't, I never played card games with those kinds of people. I played magic competitively for one summer. I hated every minute of it. The guys were just jerks. The only guy who wasn't was this, like, 40-year-old, really big, bald guy.
in the world. You all got a soft spot in my heart for that guy. He let me beat him once because I just kept losing over and over. But the people who played it were just dicks. Just came up with another segment. People we hate. People. That's that's a good segment. Magic nerds. Well, not, well, not magic, but just arrogant nerds. Yeah, arrogant There's nerds. a guy in my Psych 215 class. I think he's, he's on the, the floor that we're on right now because I saw him as I was going to the bathroom. Uh, he didn't acknowledge my existence because he's an asshole. But um, I listened to him talk. He's It's him and then this really tall, gawky-looking guy who looks like a nerd, but he's a lot nicer. And then this, this blonde chick who, you know, listens to the... The, the little nerdy guy. I know who you're talking about. Do you? Yes. He's he's mean about everything. Like, the ner- the tall, gawky guy will say something like, oh, I like this aspect of this, and, and the little nerdy guy will go, no, that's ridiculous. How could you possibly like that? I blah, 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 blah. Does he have a goatee? I don't know. He's short. He wears glasses. I, know, I might not know the short guy, but I know the tall guy that you're talking about. I know he has curly hair and glasses. Yeah, I know, I know the... I know the people you're talking oh. about. I can't picture the short guy. We've seen them before. Actually, we were sitting in the student center, and they were sitting across from us, and I thought, I know them. But I just want to turn around and tell him, you're being a dick. Because you're really knowledgeable about stuff that doesn't matter. Good for you, but what is that going to get you? And then, like, if the teacher asks a question, he'll, like, go, um, like, if she asked, uh, who, what... What um, guy was uh, closely linked to social constructivism? Mm-hmm. And he would go, "My God, ski!" Like in the back of the room, to, to himself. Like, okay, we're glad you know. Good for you. Congratulations. He I, ju- he's just the—that's the kind of person that makes you feel bad for not knowing as much as he does. I have a lot of experience with those kinds of people because, and this is gonna sound a little bit arrogant, I know as much as them. So I get in arguments with those people all the time. Like, every class I'm in that has one of those types, and pretty much with an English class, you can assume there's always going to be one. Absolutely. I get, end up getting into an argument with them. Like, last, in one of my classes, it was uh, a creative writing class, and this guy just was convinced he knew more about creative writing than the teacher. So I was like, dude, he's got a doctorate in creative writing. Well, it was probably a master's, but I said a doctor, a PhD. At least. Yeah, well, I, he, I think he had a master's because he was an associate. Yeah, but, you know, you can way. assume at least he had that. At least, at least. And I, and I, I was, he knows more. He's got stuff published. Do you have anything published? He said yes. To which I responded, did you publish it yourself? He shut up. I felt so good about myself that day. I walked out cocksure, head held high. I'm awesome. Proud of you. But I'm very, I'm very dangerously close to being one of those people in the class because I answer every question. I'm always excited to. I'm like, ooh, 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 teacher, teacher, teacher. Yeah, but that's not arrogant. You're you're not throwing around your knowledge like I know and you don't. You're saying I know. That's it. You know. Yeah, I, I often apologize for because like in the class that I was just talking about earlier, the uh, theory heavy class, I talk all the time and I feel like I'm bogarting the entire class because I'm answering every question. I did that in my freshman year, and then I realized people didn't like it, so now I'm really quiet in my classes. Which is, if you knew me in high school that should blow your mind because I was the one bogarting everything in high school, especially in English classes because I wanted to get along and get to the point where everybody else was just kind of sitting there going, I don't care about Walden. And I'm like, I don't either, but at least I know the answer and we can move along. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I try to I try to end like okay my teacher will ask a question I'll answer it and then ask a question afterwards to continue discussion. Right. So I'm kind of like the student the teacher looks at and goes yes. Which is yeah it's very ideal if you're looking to get high marks in a class for participation do that that's the model you want to do answer a question then ask another question. Yeah. Although I'm I'm not looking for high marks I'm just genu I know, but genuinely interested. Maybe in the our topics. maybe our audience is. That's, that's a good point. Speaking of which, I think they've listened to us talk for long enough. Yeah, sorry, we're annoying. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we just can't seem to, to stop talking. Um, we are on iTunes, search uh, discussions of an uncertain nature, and you'll find us there. And we are also on WordPress, uh, uncertaindiscussions.wordpress.com. Leave a comment. Um, uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And uh, we hope to be talking next week. And we hope that you'll be listening. Yep. Thanks so. for listening.